we've been in this series called Advent, the Remix Edition, and we've we've taken a couple phrases and we we did something like we remixed them. You know, we talked about how maybe that instead of Jesus being the reason for the season, maybe you're the reason for the season. Because what's the whole reason? He came was for you, right? And we talked about how maybe. It's not true that, that giving is better than receiving because maybe God has called us and wants to, us to gift us with something that maybe he's called us to receive from, something from him this year. And, and, and kind of what I want to talk about to, today is, is this, and, and is, is this, is that, and if you're taking notes, I want you to write this down because this is really important, especially with, the week, with the, this past week and with this year. And it's this, is this, until you allow the light to break through, you'll always be in darkness. What, but what is this light? Because light penetrates something. Light, like light cleanses. Have you seen those commercials where those, doc, where those dentists have those little blue light things and they put them on your teeth? I don't know what that's called, but that's pretty cool. I want one just to have. But light cleanses, it purifies it. it light, light disperses darkness. And where there is light, the Bible says, darkness has to flee. But until you allow the light to break through, you'll always be in the darkness that you have found yourself in. Because light reveals, light cleanses, light illuminates what is dark. And maybe for some of us, it's time for us to run toward the light. You're like, Derek, that's a weird thing to say right now, especially since you just talked about your father-in-law passing away because, you know, you always hear people in the hospital, don't run toward the light. But what if it's time for the people of Shift Church and for the church across the world to start running toward the light? Because that's the only place that we're going to find hope and restoration and, and, and peace and hope. Because, listen, your mother-in-law is going to show up at Christmas this year. Okay? And it's not, and it's, it's not always going to be good. Maybe death is going to sneak up on you before January 1st. Maybe, maybe, maybe calamity, some sort of calamity is going to happen in your life, but until you run to the light, you'll never run, you'll never be able to get out of the darkness you have found yourself in. Maybe it's addiction, addiction to a drug, addiction, addiction to alcohol, addiction to porn, addiction to whatever it may be. Until you run to the light, you'll always be in that darkness. So, let me show you what I mean. Like, our, our friend Luke, our, our friend Luke gives us an account of Jesus' birth, right? If you want some detail, because Luke was a doctor, okay? And so, you know, doctors are very detailed. You can't read their handwriting, but they're, they're very detailed. And Luke gives us this account of Jesus' birth, right? And that, that there's this young girl, and some scholars say, say that she's in her mid-teens, right? So we're going to say 15, 16, 17 right in there. She's a young teen. She's engaged to be with this man named Joseph. And this, this Joseph was known as a righteous man for a couple. I like your suit, by the way. I just noticed it. Good job. Sorry, that's squirrel. Okay. But he's, she's engaged to this man named Joseph with the Bible calls a righteous man. Right? And this word righteous means a couple of things. He was, he was known as an upright moral person. He was a godly man. He was this. But he's also in the lineage of King David. And some scholars, if you look at the, at the lineage of of Joseph, Joseph should have been king over Israel, right? But when the Roman, when Rome, when Rome conquered, they, they placed their own, who they wanted to be king in. But, so it gives that whole paradox that he would be born a king. Like Jesus would be born a king, right? Because he would be next in line to the throne because it's a, 
big, huge theological thing, okay? It's, look it up. It's crazy, okay? But that's, that's not even the point of today. But he was known as a righteous man and moral upright. He had good standing with good standing in his community. Like, not, like he was, like, if you were going to go do, ask somebody what the right thing to do was, it would be Joseph. He, that's the kind of character that Joseph had. And listen to what happened. Listen, to, our Luke tells us this. Okay, it says during the six months, six month of Elizabeth's pregnancy. And here's Elizabeth is Mary, um, Mary Jesus' mother's aunt. And at this time, she's pregnant with uh, with John the Baptist, who would then, would later prophesy in the wilderness of the of the Messiah coming. Right. And it, there's actually one story where where. Uh, Mary goes to visit Elizabeth, and it said, the Bible says that John, John the Baptist, John inside of Elizabeth, jumped for joy because the Messiah had entered the same room as he was, even as an infant, inside his mother, inside of his mother's womb. But during the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, the angel Gabriel was sent from God's presence to an unmarried girl named Mary. Can you imagine that for a minute? Just sitting there washing dishes, doing something. I don't know. And the angel Gabriel appears. A young girl named Mary, living in Nazareth, a village in Galilee, she was engaged to a man named Joseph, a true descendant of King David. Gabriel appeared to her and said, Grace to you, young woman, for the Lord is with you, and and so you are anointed with great favor. And I want to tell you right, right now, in the presence of the Holy Spirit, those are the words of the Holy Spirit over you, that you are anointed with great favor, like God is chasing after you. Remember I said that last week. He, he, he loves you. He's chasing after you. He wants you. He's anointed you with great favor. And Mary was deeply troubled over the words of the angel and bewildered over what they, this may mean for her. Because oftentimes we wonder what God has for us. Like the words that we know that God is speaking over us, we can't quite make sense of what, what's happening. Like you're in a scenario and you're like, why is this happening? Where are you, God. Like, why am I in this scary situation? You were, were bewildered on why we're here. Why are we in this darkness? Why is this happening to me right now? Why couldn't it be in tomorrow? But the angel reassured her, saying, Do not yield to your fear. How many of us in desperate situations we yield to fear instead of faith? How many times have we faced something in life and instead of running, running toward the war, running toward the roar of the war, we retreat in fear when God wants us to face, the, like to size up and face the, that demon, that, that darkness that's in our lives? Because I think I said it a couple weeks ago, so, well, a couple months ago, what you conceal, he can't heal in you. So we retreat in fear thinking, thinking our Father in Heaven is going to punish us when he's saying, he's saying no, come. Do not yield to your fear. Fear, No, step forward, size up, have some faith. He told Job one time, dress for action like a man. Mary, for the, so do not yield to, your fear, yield to your fear, Mary, for the Lord has found delight in you. He has found delight in you. And has chosen to surprise you with a wonderful gift. What is this gift? Like, like if, it's, if a gift's coming from heaven, it's going to be good, right? Because any good gift is good is from the Father, right? It's a wonderful gift. It's gonna be good. It's gonna be a good one. I'm gonna unwrap that thing. I'm gonna save the package because I'm gonna use the package next year. It's gonna be a good gift. All right. Verse thirty-one. You will become pregnant with a baby boy. What if she wanted a daughter? You will become pregnant with a baby boy, and you are you are to name him Jesus. He will be he will be supreme. 
and will be known as the son of the highest. And the Lord God will enthrone him as king on his ancestor David's throne. He will reign as king of Israel forever, which means his throne cannot be defeated. And if we're a part of his kingdom, we, we, we have like our enemies fall at our feet. His reign will have no limit. Verse 34, Mary said, but how could this happen? I'm still a virgin. There's some young years in here, so I'm going to skip all this. Not really. Gabriel answered, the spirit of holiness will fall upon you, and Almighty God will spread his shadow of power over you in a cloud of glory. This is why the child born to you Will, will be holy. He will be called the Son of God. What, what's more, your, your aged aunt, Elizabeth, has, now, has also become pregnant with a son. The barren one is now her, in her sixth month. Not one... Because you have to I'll read this next verse. God promised, promised Elizabeth and her husband a child. And in fact, the father uh, of John the Baptist, from the, when he questioned... God a little bit on her on his wife becoming pregnant made him silent until the day of John's birth when he came out and said the first word he spoke in months was it's, his name is John and so he she so what Gabriel's doing is saying remember I, we promised them and now we're promising you a gift he's faithful to his to his word right not one promise from God is empty of power that 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 promise that God has made to you it hasn't lost its power, y'all. Uh, it, it's not gone away. For nothing is impossible with God. And listen to what Mary's response to this. Because I don't know about you, but I'd be freaking out. One, because I'm talking to an angel. But two, I'm pregnant and I'm a virgin. What are people going to say about this? This is what Mary said. Then Mary responded, saying, This is amazing. I don't know if those are the words I would use. I will be a mother for the Lord, and, and as his servant, I accept whatever he has for me. Whatever. May everything you have told me come to pass. And the angel left her. Now, we, we, we've, we've probably heard this story many times, especially if you've been in ch church. You've, you've heard about the angel Gabriel appearing before Mary, but have you ever thought about putting yourself in Mary's shoes for a minute? Yeah, she's a, this is amazing, this is, like, I accept, whatever. But can you imagine, she's going to have to have, have a conversation with Joseph. What's Joseph going to say about this? I'm, so, I'm, I'm engaged to a righteous, moral, upright man. And now I'm pregnant. There's only one way you get pregnant, y'all. You know what I'm saying? Like, how, how am I going to explain it? Let alone Joseph, what, what is the rest of the world going to think? When they see that I'm pregnant, I'm engaged. Are they gonna? Are they gonna say, "Man, her and Joseph must have got busy before the wedding day"? Or maybe they'll say, "Did she? Did she cheat on Joseph?" Maybe, maybe it was that Roman guard that was walking. Maybe, whatever. I don't know. Just imagine, like, how is she gonna have this conversation with people? You can imagine being like, "Well, how'd you get pregnant if you're a virgin?" Well, you know, an angel appeared to me, said, "You know, this Holy Holy Spirit thing was gonna happen," and they're gonna be like, a "Little cuckoo for cocoa puffs, right there." You're just trying to escape the sin that you committed, right? Can you imagine? Can you imagine being married to have this conversation? It doesn't like there are going to be people. People are like, "This doesn't make sense. That doesn't happen. You're lying. Like you can't make sense of it." Because oftentimes, God works in the unsensible. 
with me? Can you imagine having to have that conversation with people? And here's what we learned from Mary right off the bat. Is that faith is believing before what will make, make sense after. Faith is believing before what will make, make sense, only makes sense after. The Father is asking, maybe, maybe right now God may be setting you apart to do something. And it doesn't, and it doesn't make sense to you. It's not going to make sense to everyone else around you. And, but Mary is showing us what faith in God really looks like. Like stepping out into the unknown. Like stepping out and what doesn't make, listen, let's be honest, to the outside world, even the basics of our belief doesn't make sense. Why would we give of ourselves to an ungiving world? Because the word of God says for us to, right? Like there's some of this stuff that just doesn't make sense to the outside world. We have to take a step of faith. And Mary, Mary shows us that it's, it's, it's our faith in what God has called us to. Even when it doesn't make sense, it, that is the most important are you going to trust the Savior? Like, if you, like if you're going to trust Jesus with your salvation and your eternity, but you're not going to trust him with taking this next step? Come on now. You're, not going, to, like you're going to trust him that when you die, you're going to, he's going to take you to heaven, but you can't trust him in taking that next move that he wants you to make? doesn't make sense. She's shown us what faith in God, faith in God, what faith in what he has set you apart for really looks like. Like it's worth the ridicule. Because here's the thing, you don't have to know how. It doesn't have to make sense. All you got to know is who. If he has called you to it, he'll get you through it. That's, Mary, that's, Mary, that's Mary's thing. Faith is believing before, before what will only make sense after. So the story goes on, though. Okay? That, that jo- she does have a conversation with Joseph. You imagine that. Ooh, imagine that for a minute. Hey, Joseph. Um, just to let you know I'm pregnant. And Joseph, Joseph begins to ponder. He's like, what should I do? Because he's a righteous man, right? He doesn't want to give her any dishonor. So he, he ta- he's thinking back and forth. Maybe I should just divorce her in quiet. Because if you understand the culture of that day, even when you're engaged, you're pretty much married in that culture. Like this was, you're, you're saving yourself for this man or this woman. Maybe I'll just go ahead and divorce her now in, in, in secret and then spare her the shame of, of a public divorce and and he, it, the Bible actually talks about that he had made up his mind. And after he had made up his mind, the angel appeared to him and said, hey, 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 take Mary as your wife. What she told you is true. Like, could you not have told me that 10 minutes ago? Like, when I was, when I was pondering it over here? Like, could you just, a little timing. I had my heart set, and I was about to go have that conversation. So the story goes on, you know, she, so they, they get married. And, 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 but then a census is taken. They needed to go get back. They, they had, to get, had to go to, to his hometown, which was Bethlehem. And in Bethlehem, they, they found a place. And Jesus, the Christ, was born. They arrived in Bethlehem and gave birth to Christ. And listen, listen to what happened. This is so cool, y'all. Imagine, imagine put yourself in a field. Put yourself in a field and listen to this. That night, in a field near Bethlehem, in a field near Bethlehem, okay, there was shepherds watching over the flock. Here's what you have to understand about shepherds. Shepherds were nobodies. They stunk. 
They dealt with animals. They dealt with death. They actually, in that, in that culture, they were known as thieves and robbers. Like, they couldn't go into the temple because their, relig- like their ceremony unclean. Like, they, like, they were the outcasts of the outcasts. They were like, you know how we feel sometimes when we're, when we're in a room and like, nobody's talking to us? That's them. Happens to me all the time. So if you see me standing in the corner, come talk to me. I feel lonely. Okay? But they were nobodies. They were nasty, disgusting. Didn't take, didn't have time to take baths. The night, the, that night in a field in Bethlehem, there was shepherds watching over their flocks. And suddenly, without warning, that's what suddenly means, without warning, an angel of the Lord appeared in radiant splendor before them. Imagine. They had never seen anything like this. Lighting up the field with blazing glory of God. And the shepherds were terrified. They saw a light and were terrified. But listen to what the angel said. It's, it's, like, it's, like it's easy for them. But the angel reassured them saying, don't be afraid. Okay. I just saw you appear out of nowhere. That's pretty freakish. For I have come to bring you good news. What's this good news? Because you think... You have to understand, like, this was like almost like judgment day to them, right? It'd be like if an alien swarmed down over the building right now. We'd all freak out. I don't care who you are. Okay, like, I don't know. It just, it, 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 I don't know. I'd be scared to death. For I have come to bring you good news, the most joyous news the world has ever heard. And it's for everyone Everywhere. See, Derek, why is, it, why, why is that important? I'm glad you asked. No matter how you came in here this morning, no, no matter where you are in this journey, journey of life, no matter where you are, if you're listening online, where, where you're, this journey of life that you're on, no matter if you're, if you're born, if you're, no, it doesn't matter how you walked in here. The birth of Jesus is equal opportunity for everyone. You don't have to clean yourself up. You don't have to go clean yourself up to, 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 to come before Jesus. No matter if you were born with a needle in your arm or on a church pew singing Amazing Grace. The story of Christ's birth is for you. It is for you. No matter how bad your you think your story is bad. Talk to the person next to your right. Probably have a worse one. No matter how you came in here, the birth of Jesus is equal opportunity for everyone. And it's because the heart of the Father is chasing after you. Let me show you what I mean. I'll do this. Remember, here's these shepherds, right? There's these shepherds who are nobodies, who are outcasts. They were known as thieves and robbers. They were in darkness. They needed a light. They needed a way out of this darkness. And this is what the angel said. For today in Bethlehem, a, what's that word? Rescuer. A rescuer was born for who? For you. Huh. He is the Lord Yahweh, the Messiah. Shepherds were some of the lowest people in the totem pole. Outcasts. Ceremonial and clean. Nasty. Wouldn't be welcomed in the temple. Living in the wild. Living in darkness. Needing a light. And the angel said a rescuer was born for you. For those of you in this room that 
are, are suffering with addiction, or maybe you're listening online and you suffer with, 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 with addiction, here's the angel saying to you, a rescuer, a rescuer was born for you. Maybe, maybe there's some of you in here, you've been in church your whole life. You said the right things, you've prayed the right prayer, you've shown up every Sunday, or at least when the COVID stuff wasn't going on, you showed up. You showed up, you sit on the front pew, you had, that was your seat, you went to every Sunday school class, maybe you even taught Sunday school class, and you need to be rescued from, your, from religion. So here's, here's the thing that I need to tell you, for those of you who are suffering with addiction to religion, and not a relationship with Jesus, you're suffering with doing instead of being, a rescuer was born for you. No matter how you walked in here this morning, a rescuer was born for you. This, this tells us that Christ is for you. The light has come. A new day has begun. So, this, this story goes on, right? Oh, yeah, I better just read it. I'll just read it. You will, verse 12, you will recognize him by this miracle sign. You will find a baby wrapped in straps of cloth and laying in a feeding trough. Then all at once, a vast number of glorious angels appeared. You mean there's more of you? The very armies of heaven, they all praise God singing, Glory to God in the highest, in the highest realms of heaven. For this is peace and good hope given to the Son of Man. And when the choir of angels disappeared back into heaven, the shepherds said to one another, let's go. Let's go. You know what I'm saying? I imagine, you know, Alabama football guys yesterday, you know, let's go. Sorry. Preacher Joe. No. Let's hurry and find the word. Ooh, that's a weird. Because they were just told a baby was born. This says, let's, let's hurry and find this word that was that is born in Bethlehem and see for ourselves what the Lord has revealed to us. Now I want you to pay attention to that word, word. Okay, but so the, the shepherds, they, they run into, into town. This is probably the first time they've been in town outside of when they went in and, and stole stuff. You know what I'm saying? This is the first time they've been in town actually looking for light. They were running toward the light. Mary ran toward the light and accepting what God has called her to. Well, he set her apart to. These shepherds, after receiving the message that a rescuer has come, the light is in the city. They ran to the city to find this light, to find this word. They ran toward the light. So they get there and they start, they start telling, they find him and they start telling, um, G, they start telling Mary and Joseph the story about the angels appearing to them in the wilderness. And it says that, that they, everyone was amazed and that Mary sat there and wondered all the things that were being said. But then something else happens, y'all. So you got Mary who ran toward the light and accepting what she was set apart for because you were set apart for something and you got to run to it. There's a message that you've heard just like these shepherds and it's time, and, and you hear the Father saying, you got to run toward that light. you got to run toward Jesus. you got to run toward that word. And then listen to this. A couple of days after Jesus was born, listen to this. Luke 2, verse 21, it says, On the day of the baby's circ- uh, circumcision ceremony, eight days after his birth, his parents gave him the name Jesus, the name prophesied by the angel before he was born. And after Mary's day of purification had ended, it was time for her to come to the temple with a sacrifice according to the law of Moses after the birth of the son. So Mary and Joseph took the, ba- took the ba- baby Jesus to Jerusalem to be dedicated before the Lord. 
for it was required of the law of the Lord, every firstborn male shall be set apart one for God, and to offer a, a prescribed sacrifice, either a pair of turtle doves or two young pigeons. And as they came to the temple to fulfill the, the requirement, an elderly man was there waiting. Listen, I'm going to tell you all something. If an elderly man is ever outside this church waiting for what his, what's about to happen, don't do it, okay? But this is a good one, but if it happened today, it'd be weird, okay? Full, the an elderly man was there waiting, a resident of Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. He was a very good man, a lover of God who kept himself pure, and the spirit of holiness rested upon him, and Simeon believed that in the imminent appearing of the one called the refreshing of Israel. For the Holy Spirit had revealed to him that he would not see death before he saw the Messiah, the anointed one of God. That's a cool, cool gift, isn't it? For this reason, the Holy Spirit had moved him to be in the, in the temple court at the very moment Jesus' parents entered the to fulfill the requirement of the, of, of the sacrifice. And here's the thing, what I, want, what I want you to pay attention to. Simeon followed the prompting of the Holy Spirit that day. What he, he, he had been waiting for his whole life. Because he ran toward the light. He followed the prompting of the Holy Spirit. And I wonder how many of us have missed the word, miss the light, miss the thumbprint of God, miss what God is doing to us because what we are being asked to do, what we are being prompted to do, it doesn't quite make sense to us. You, like, you think Simeon really made sense to Simeon to why to go to, on the temple this day? Why do I need to go this day? But remember, faith is believing before, before what we will only make sense after. Like how many times have we missed what was possible because we are, we are focused on what was missing? How many times have we missed what was possible because we, we missed what was missing? We're focused on what was missing. Listen to this story. This story is crazy, y'all. Verse 28, Simon cradled the baby in his arms. This is what I was telling y'all. Some old dude you don't know that's sitting outside the church cradles your baby. Don't do it. Simon cradled the baby in his arms and praised God and prophesied saying, Lord and Master, I am your loving servant, and now I can die content. For your promise to me has been fulfilled. With my own eyes I have seen your word. The Savior you sent into the world. He will be glory for your people, Israel. And the revelation light for all people. That's a weird word. Revelation light for all people everywhere. This word, this child, would be revelation light. This light would reveal the salvation from darkness for centuries, from the time that Adam and Eve sinned in the garden. Darkness has prevailed over the world. Darkness that we had caused, and the cause that we could not fix ourselves. And we needed a way out. Uh, we needed dark, the darkness to flee. We needed someone to come. In our camp, we knew somebody that could. And we were just waiting. They were just waiting for a day when the Messiah would show up and be revel, revelational light. For all people everywhere. Like, he, like we, needed to re, we needed him to reveal how to get to the Father. And Jesus shows up as a baby. Wrapped in swaddling clothes and laid in a, in a hay pen in a manger. 
and all of a sudden one day they go to do the normal thing that you do on a normal day this man says this is him this is the revelation light this is the one that's going to free us from the dark this is the one who will die like he goes on and he prophesies to mary saying you're going to be hurt you're going to have a deep pain in your side because no one's going to accept him his own people will dis- will disgrace him his own people will will kill him it's going to be a thorn in your side mary but he will save the world through what he is about to do this word this light this 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 light that we're all supposed to run to and you're like Derek, this that sounds all pretty and stuff but there's another story and our, our friend john he would start out his gospels telling us this about this baby that was born he would say in the beginning the word already existed the word was with god and the word was god he existed in the beginning with god which means he knows so much more than you could even think or imagine about how, how to fix that darkness in your life like he's been there he's been, he's done that he existed in the beginning with god god created everything through him and nothing was created except through him the word gave life to everything that was created and his life brought light to everyone the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it like when we run to the light that darkness in you has no control over your life anymore the light shines in the darkness and the darkness can never extinguish it god sent a man john the baptist remember elizabeth God sent a man, John the Baptist, to tell about the light, to about the light, so that everyone might believe because of his testimony. John himself was not the light; he was simply a witness to tell tell about the light. The one is the, the the one who is the true light, who gives light to everyone, was coming into the world. This revelational light. He came into the very world he created. But the world didn't recognize him. Because oftentimes God shows up in ways that we didn't expect, right? Well, we have some expectations of what God does and what God looks like. And so when he does show up and do some, does something outside of our expectations, we're like, that wasn't God. We don't recognize his work oftentimes because we're distracted by what we think God should look like. Like They didn't expect this Messiah, this king, to roll up into, into humanity as a baby. They were expecting a conquering king who would take over and fight the Roman government. But his kingdom that he was coming to set up, this kingdom of light, and us as children of light, was supposed to be a kingdom that lasts forever. And thrones that are built up on man's power fall. The world didn't recognize him. He came to his own people, and even they rejected him. Because I think oftentimes if Jesus walked in here right now, we would reject him as a people. He came to his own people and even they rejected him. But to all who believe him and accept him, he gave the right to become children of God. Some translations say children of light. They are reborn, not with physical birth resulting from human passion or plan, but a birth that comes from God. So the word became human. The word became flesh and made his home among us. He was full of unfailing love and faithfulness. And we have seen his glory, the glory of the Father's one and only Son. John testified about him when he, when he shouted to the crowds, This is the one I was talking about. 
when I said someone is coming after me who is far greater than I am for he existed long before me and from his, abu- from his abundance we have all received one gracious blessing after another for the law was given through Moses but God's unfailing love and faithfulness came through Jesus Christ this life of the world no one has ever seen God but the unique one who himself, God, is near to the Father's heart. He has revealed God to us. So what is re- revelational life? It's him revealing God, the Father, how the Father's heart is chasing after you and chasing after me. And we have no excuse because we see the great light. We all see it. So I don't know how you, how, I don't care how you came in here this morning. I don't care if you've been in church your whole life or you're just your first time here. You may have took a hit this morning. You may have prayed this morning. I don't know. But the Father is after you. The birth of Jesus is, yes, for you. It's for you to run to that light, to finally have a way out of darkness. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son that whoever believes in this light, believed in his Son, would not perish, but have everlasting life to be a part of that kingdom that was born Christmas Day. Are you going to run toward the light? That's the question this morning. Are you going to run toward the light or are you going to stay in your darkness? Because light was born. Light was born, y'all. It's here. It's waiting. You can just take that first step. Was the psalm that says, says, you're a lamp to my feet and a light to my path. Because lamps and lamps don't put out much light do they but they put out enough light for you to take your next step all he's wanting you to do is take your next step just take your next step run toward the light and once you get to moving y'all you're going to be unstoppable because his kingdom lasts forever run toward the light dear Heavenly Father we want to thank you so much for this Christmas season God, I pray as we, as we as we sing, as we as we open gifts come Friday. May we remember your light. May we, may we remember your light. May we may we focus on your light. That you we run toward the light.